we're here today with the uh, Cellar Dwellers podcast, and I didn't I didn't inform them in uh, when I originally reached out over the DM uh, I placed via Instagram. But basically, you're here because we're auditioning you to be Randy's first friends in Atlanta. <laughs> as uh, Randy's decided he's going to bail on us. Yep. Yep. Well, yes. Yeah, so fuck Randy. But we <laughs> don't. Oh, wanna- fuck Randy. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> we still want to know who's adopting him over there. And honestly, after listening to your podcast, I really think uh, you're the best qualified. Oh hell yeah! That's that is such an honor. <laughs> yeah, to hear truly. From from fellow uh, dwellers, you might say. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're really dwellers. I'm, you know, originally Oksana, who's now off camera, uh, pitched that I should send them um, Charlotte's net for an episode. But honestly, I don't think y'all would watch it. Now, don't watch it. Now, um, you, you, you were nice boys. No, like they, they, their first episode was Visitor Q. Okay, that's one thing. This is real. This is real footage of death. Yeah, they don't even know what it is. I'm sure. No, this is this is news to us. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, not familiar. Have um, have you all covered Cannibal Holocaust? No, but we've both seen it. Yes, we we've seen it, but we have not done an episode yet. We have like the heavy hitters that we are planning on covering, um, that we just haven't gotten to yet because we've both seen them so many times. Or, and you know the heavy hitters, yeah. Serbian film, all that stuff that we've seen, but we. We, we we have our 50th episode coming up. Maybe we'll do it yeah. for a special occasion. You know, we want to save it for something good. Well, how do you feel about can, uh, Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, I personally enjoy it. Uh, I think it's a pretty well-made movie. I find the animal stuff pretty fucking hard to watch, but uh, sorry, can I swear? Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we were talking about masturbation, so... Uh, <laughs> I find the animal stuff difficult, but outside of that, I find it to just be a pretty gnarly exploitation movie. Christian has said uh, many times that he's actually way more a fan of Green Inferno. Oh, fuck off, dude. <laughs> I, we, as a podcast, are not fans of Eli Roth. We're beefing with Eli Roth. We, and <laughs> he doesn't know us and we don't know him, but we don't like his shit. Yet. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I feel like I felt... <sighs> You know, Hostel came out, I think, when I was a senior in high school or a freshman in college, right around that time. And, you know, a very impressionable age, at least for yeah. me, you know, and I of feel course. like I enjoyed the first Hostel um, for what it was. Outside of that, <laughs> there's not really a whole lot that he's given me. I don't, you know, Green Inferno, I feel weird about it because I did not like Green Inferno. Um, the thing is, I got to watch it in a mall theater and people walked out and I thought that I saw was, it with you. I thought that was amazing, though. Like we're watching this like, I mean, it's a subpar cannibal film. But the, the thing that really made with me the diarrhea was, scene, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, the thing that made me mad was the CG ant. Those ants. Oh, shit. Worst, dude, that was the worst part of the movie I by far. That. That's fair. Yeah, the whole like eco protest thing was eh, whatever. The the terrible ending with the like guy yeah. who got away. Yeah, you don't remember any of it, do you? I feel like there was a couple of cool deaths. Oh, that- I, the the I remember the uh, the fat kid. Mm. I I was okay with yeah, that. He gets like butchered right away. Yeah, I was and like then, okay. And they they set the bar really high and then never come back to it. Yeah, ending was shit. Yeah. And anyway, the reason I brought up Cannibal Holocaust. Also, first off, the reason I like your show is because you haven't covered Cannibal Holocaust. I feel yeah. like that's kind of like entry bar. Like, 
kind of hack. Exactly. Like, That's like, why we haven't hit that stuff yet. No, I, everything you've covered, like, I, I believe we went out to a brewery because so Randy's in the East Bay. We're over mm. here in San Francisco and uh, we never we never hang out with them. And because he's moving, we're like, we should probably hang out with them. OK, that's not true. We, we, we used to hang out with Randy all the time, but Randy would always come over here. So we yeah, would always have true. the home shield home field advantage. I don't know. I, I like to smother my friends. Randy confirmed. Uh, he, he avoids that. I'm and, also uh, not a good host. I like having like a way out. From social situations, you know, so I like going to other people's places. I side with Randy. That is true. He's the one that taught me what an Irish goodbye was. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> once, once I discovered what an Irish goodbye was, it was game over for every <laughs> social interaction for the from now until I die. I think. I think this so far excellent matchmaking. We're doing I know. Right I <laughs> All right. So we were at a brewery, and uh, we were sitting down, and Randy brought up. Uh, he had looked for a horror podcast based in Atlanta. And the first thing he told me was, yeah, the, the newest episode they did was on trash humpers. <laughs> I was like, dude, no way. <laughs> I saw with you at the Alamo, I believe. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I've never seen. Trash oh, well. humpers. Now, we, we um, uh, me, Clark, and Oksana was off camera. We all co-founded a uh, found footage, exclusively found footage, in-world camera, POV. Film fest, so movies like Trash Humpers, like it, I feel like it's our job to like elevate that type of film. Yeah, and, and I was like, dude, the fact that y'all even covered it was great. <laughs> then I heard the episode, and you're both kind of lukewarm. Although, yeah, if, if you're looking to get rid of that DVD, I will totally. No, it's a collector's <laughs> for me, totally. Christian is a uh, big. I'm fan a genuine Harmony Cream fan. <laughs> yeah, I saw you all did uh, Gummo earlier. Yeah. That was an early episode, and and Christian is admit more admittedly a fan of Harmony Korean, and I am admittedly not. It was a blind spot for him. It was actually the first Harmony Korean outside of Spring Breakers he had seen. Yes, and yeah, so so Gummo was an experience, and Trash Humpers was a worse experience. He did not enjoy <laughs> now, here's Trash Humpers at all. Now, Christian, as a fan of Harmony Korean, how do we feel about uh, the Beach Bum? Uh, it's honestly my least favorite of his I stuff. That. Uh, and it's, I don't know, I'm fine with it being aimless and a little sweeter, I guess. But uh, I don't know, I thought it was totally a mess. And uh, the CG was terrible. Yeah, it was It was Harmony Korine doing an Adam Sandler comedy. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Uh, I w which, on paper, I would be all about. Yeah. Like, sounds great, please. Um, and Matthew McConaughey was fine. Like, I thought he was great being high One out of his mind for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, like he was wonderful. Um, Mark Lawrence was interesting oh, to see him again. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Beach Bum is not my favorite. When, when you described it as a, a Adam Sandler comedy, I'm more inclined to want to watch that now. I think you may actually enjoy the Beach Bum. Yeah, more I, than I, I did. I just I love the idea of the beach bomb. And then I, I, I enjoyed the execution as well, because it's you know, you give a guy who his whole like one time, I, I believe he did an interview with Mark Maron and Mark Maron asked him about he said, your movies don't have a whole lot of plot, do they? And he said, yeah, I don't like that word plot. You know who yeah. had a plot? Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> so, you know, that's his whole, whole sort of, you know, M.O. And like the fact that, you know, 
now he's in the studio system with Spring Breakers, which I mean, I love Spring Breakers. Russ, I know you love Spring Breakers as well. Yeah. And then, you know, I was now a big fan as well. Thumb, and, you know, I just feel like it's a crazy thing that this is happening. And totally. like he did what I think he wanted to do. Or even if he didn't, it came across as if he did, because <laughs> the whole movie's sort of a middle finger to the whole system. So truly. I, and it. It's definitely a Harmony Korine movie. Like when you're watching it, it doesn't feel like studio interference. I just feel like he may have gotten a little too much money. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he literally, yeah, he just was blowing up ships by the end. Literally set money on fire. It was yep. Funny. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that y'all can talk about that, like pivoting out of Trash Humpers, which is <laughs> like the antithesis of like everything about that film. Right. Yeah, 100%. I, I also hated Beach Bum. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I've listened I to it. I've listened to a lot of your show, and I think I align with Christian more on on most things. But I think Colby's going to be in line with Randy. So I don't. It works. You know <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? Why was oh so the film fest, um, the movie Charlotte's Net that I, I've been uh, yeah. with is imagine if um, you you guys know film, okay? You know how Cannibal Holocaust is kind of a um it's kind of a warning against the Mondo films that were coming mm. out and like the kind of like propagating exploitation films by making a lot of money off of making. Yeah. So imagine, oh, okay. Literally Charlotte's net is an Australian dude made a movie that is a equivalent in like theme, except instead of real animal violence, it's real human violence. He just pulled all the videos from like cartel murders and uh middle oh. East headings. And yet we we talked to him. Uh, James Dobbin Jones is a weirdo. Yeah, and I love him, but um, the film is—I don't know. I I watched it with Oksana the first time, and it it you know I was laying in bed thinking about why did I buy a shirt to celebrate pieces after watching the film, <laughs> but um, it didn't affect her. And then the dude that does all our cinematography, Jasadi, he came over and he's like, "Dude, I've seen all these videos already." So it, it's kind of, there's a spectrum out there. I feel like y'all would just be like, I don't want to watch it. I didn't watch it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, so I'm leaning that way. That falls into uh, close to the what we call the evil film territory. Okay. Uh, like I have no interest in stuff like the August Underground films. Like they just, it's just snuff. I don't, I don't see the personal uh, enjoyment. Would not. All right. Now let, me, wouldn't come, do anything for let me, me come to bat for August Underground. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> I've heard I've heard people come to bat for the director as like being a genuinely like decent good filmmaker and whatnot. Well, he's he's a dude. I know you're a big fan of Lars von Trier. Yeah. And um Lars von Trier, you know, he he always talks about like therapy is getting his demons out on film. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, August Underground, it, it's an, an amateur's approach to the same idea where, uh, you know, our, I mean, it's harder to argue because he literally is like simulating rape with his grandma in one of the movies. Mm -hmm. And um, they're kind of, you know, they're not as artistically um, uh, profound as anything Lars von Trier's done. But if you want to make an argument for like found footage, if yeah. you're going to go to Goodwill and buy a tape that wasn't vetted, and it was like a found footage horror film. It's going to be that. Oh, like, of course. Trash Humpers would have to be made by an artist. Like, 
I don't know. August Underground, watch one. Two and three are... Yeah, they turn into holiday movies, and you can tell that he got a lot of critiques about being a misogynist. So mm. then he has, it, it turns into like a Bonnie and Clyde thing. Yeah. And he's got a girl. Oh, weird. And you're just like, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, w- eventually we will run out of movies on our list. So we will have to get to the ones that's that just, we don't want to watch. That's just always my example because that's one of the first ones that I ever came across that I like really pumped the brakes on. Like when I like saw like some clips, I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> There's another one that you always like to mention. When, when we yeah, talk about slaughtered vomit dolls. That's the yeah. one. I also have that. Yeah. I have the uh, box set. Now, yeah. Box set. yeah, it's regurgitated sacrifice, slaughtered vomit dolls, and I can't remember the other one. Now we we had Stephen Byro on the show. The the guy, uh, he's behind Unearthed Films. Oh hell yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I know I'm you all watched like Untold Story. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He recently put that out. Now, yeah, um, I bought that edition. Dude, it's a great edition. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. I love Untold Story. Dude, it's great. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, also, we enjoyed it quite a bit. Because of the Untold Story, I bought a Chinese cleaver for this. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's great for cutting vegetables. It's wonderful. It's true. I Beautiful. woke up today and he was chopping a potato with it. It's great. <laughs> Do you ever feel tempted to cut up human meat and serve <laughs> it uh, in regular food? <laughs> <laughs> Only when Russell pisses me off, but outside of that. Fair enough. There we I go. Know. I don't think he got a legit one, though. Did you get that off of Amazon or something? You can't. Let me tell you something. Bezos knows what's up. <laughs> you get quality cutlery on, on Amazon. Right. Yes, I did go towards the cheaper end. It's a reasonable <laughs> uh, Chinese cleaver, but it's good. <laughs> Is that the brand? Reasonable Chinese cleaver? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Well, why were we talking about? Why did I pivot into Unearth Films? Unearth, yeah. Fred Byro, Vogel. You said we had Stephen Byro on, and you were explaining who Stephen. Loose for Valentine six six six. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that, so you know the name of all the movies. I don't even know that. Me, me and Oksana, uh, you know, maybe that she'll sit there and she'll watch anything with me. And uh, we we traveled through those three films, which I can't really defend. I will tell you, <laughs> it is great that the Sasuke twins are in the second movie. Are they? They don't Whoa. like it. they don't like it when people bring that shit up. Like if you ever go and see them at a convention and you want them to sign it, you will get uh escorted away. But that but also really? makes like the most sense that they would have been in that movie. Oh, yeah. It, it's wow. Like, it's street cred. I don't know why they wouldn't like live that up. Interesting. But I'll tell you they're they're in a scene. I don't think they do do they do any nudity? Here I'll try do they? I don't remember, but I thought, don't they like make out or something? I think they might make out with each other. I'm not sure. Twins? Yeah, <laughs> they're twenty. But um, the, the only thing yeah. I remember is that there's another girl with them who is like, she's the naked one. And the two of them are kind of like, uh, like beating her, like BDSM kind of. But one of them hits her with a rotary phone. Nice. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> that needs to be a gift. It is the most <laughs> hilarious thing. And it's really the only thing I can recommend about that whole trilogy. Except oh, wow. <laughs> if you're, well, I mean, it's all the same shit. You can tell people got hired. They're brought into a hotel room and then they like puke on each other. Yeah, that's that's it. I know Colby's less familiar with this. Yeah, this is more Christian's uh, side of the of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I uh, went to New York when I was like a senior in high school. And it was when Kim's video was still around, uh, which had like a ton of underground stuff. And I went to their horror section and asked like, what's the crazy stuff. And they showed me that 
slaughtered vomit doll thing. And I was like, all right, you just, this, said, no, thanks. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, this is a whole nother realm. So like from then on, I've just known like anything that I'm told is extreme. There's something more because of slaughtered vomit dolls. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a legit, like if I went to a video store and they brought me there that, I mean, Kim sounds like a name I would know if I was on the East coast. Randy, do you know that name? Kim's video? Yeah. I've heard of the store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a one-off in New York. They sold records and movies. Did you, is Randy, it close what now? About, yeah, what it's about long Vinny's close. video? I've also seen that. Okay, good. Thanks for, I just wanted to see you were still with us. So, you know, <laughs> here. Up, Randy. this is audition time. Okay. I've maybe heard of about two of the things you've talked about in the last 10 minutes. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm into Benny's video as well. So we're good. <laughs> I love Haneke. Yeah, Haneke's great. Oh, man. Randy, now what episodes of theirs have you heard? Uh, just everything since Trash Humpers. I haven't dug cool. into the back catalog yet. Well, I did dig into the back catalog. Here we go. And I was prepared because I wanted to do this bit where I was going to show up and I'm like, y'all turned me on to the best movie ever. It's called The Blackout Experiment. <laughs> oh, boy. We were making fun of that prior to getting on this. Oh, I hope we didn't like remind you of the terrible film. No, no, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, so, you know, I went on Tubi, which, you know, I love. They are huge fans of Tubi, which Tubi, they're in our they're in our city. They oh, right. They don't want to talk to us either. I will say <laughs> this. I, I was harsh on Tubi at the beginning because of the commercials. But I'll tell you this. I think there are less commercials on Tubi than there are with Hulu. Yep. Hulu's becoming like exhausting with the commercials. Agreed. Paying for Hulu and get more commercials Man, than Tubi. Yeah. I will say I did watch I Saw the Devil on Tubi and there were like 15 ads and it drove me insane. It made that movie like three and a half hours long. Whoa, that would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and that movie's like all about the flow. Yeah. You yeah, don't own I Saw the Devil? No, I own it, but I was being lazy because oh, I was like, oh, Tubi's probably going to only have like four or five ads. No, it was like 15 wow. because that movie's already long. I was going to say, with the collection you have, like, yeah, I, no. I have like a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, <laughs> I, I don't I, have the Blu-ray yet, though. I don't think I do either. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, I jumped into the Blackout Experiment and I was like, watch, I'm going to come to the table and I'm going to repackage the film as like an, a faux documentary, which you guys mentioned. You thought it was like kind of like staged. Dude, I couldn't get through it. And <laughs> I, now they know I don't turn off movies. No, but last night, dude, it's been such a busy week. I, there's only one movie I know that you turned off. What? Which one? Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't watched that. Yeah. Okay, don't watch it. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking terrible. I've I, heard it's bad, it's but... Right. Damn. Hey, Randy, did you like that? I finished it, but I didn't care for oh, it, no. Okay, good. Now, I will say that the culmination of the film, uh, the peak of the third act, is uh, there is a tattoo of a buzzsaw that comes to life and actually <laughs> decapitates a person. That's art. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all you have to look forward to in the film. It's it's a mess. I didn't make it that far. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, the blackout experiment, which I so there's one other person that started the film fest with us. I think she's done the blackout. I think she went and did it. Wow. The alcohol. 
Wait, what? No. Oksana, <laughs> so when I put on the documentary the first time, Oksana went, is this a documentary about blacking out drunk? <laughs> I kind of wish it was. It, it would have been, been more interesting. Yeah. Dude, you guys nailed it, though. In your episode, you, you talk about how you were annoyed that the like three dot thing wasn't actually a tattoo. Dude, yeah. what? What's the point? It's a total cop out. Yeah. Why would they be screaming? That wouldn't hurt them. Yeah, I, I, so I, it's I went a marker. In, so I've been debating on watching this movie for a while. So I'm glad I've got some canaries in the coal mine here because <laughs> I was debating on watching this for a while. It's a bunch of nerds that get horny for being yelled at. All right, that's close to home. Continue. <laughs> no, it's you know, the, the thing that makes we're it all like, raised different ways, man. No, <laughs> I mean, we all have like a rotten palate when it comes to film, but this the thing that's terrible about here, even given it's a faux dog, like I came in thinking like, oh, they faked this shit. The thing is they faked it in kind of like a malicious way. Like, so uh, Blackout, oh. it's a haunt. It's an extreme haunt. So you show up and then you have to sign a waiver and then they drag you into a, you know, you're completely blacked out and they strip you down and whatever, you know. Yeah. And um, at one point, a dude comes in with a tattoo gun and it's on and they hold somebody down. They're doing it. And then later, you know, it cuts to talking head shit. And they're like, David oh, Byrne, I was tired. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, three dots, one on their neck, one on their head. And it's like, oh, fuck, they tattoo like the first one's on the neck. And you're like, I could do that. Whatever. Like, I could live with the three dot tattoo. Yeah. The other one was on his forehead. And you're like that. I'd probably talk to a lawyer. And then the dude's like, oh, it's a permanent marker. And you're like, why were they holding a tattoo gun? And oh, why were they God. screaming like they were being tattooed? It was, it's a lie. Man, yeah. I really <laughs> wanted to come in and be like, bunch of shit. Y'all were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was such a weird one that we, we were searching through Tubi one night and we're like, I think this is going to be a fun watch. Yeah, we, I'd we heard so of convinced. it. Yeah, I'd heard of it. I knew vaguely about the haunt existing and i was like oh i think this is kind of related to that but i also thought it was going to be i don't know something real a little bit more and nah <laughs> how, far, how far did you make it into it oh shit oksana how far did we make it i think it was like 40 minutes that's a, that's a decent amount what's the runtime i can't remember About it's not very it's too long. long it's an hour and 18 minutes oh <laughs> No, the thing is, that's so short. <laughs> you know, you know, it felt like, like four hours. Dude, it, and it's it's boring. Yeah, yeah. The the subjects are boring. It uh, the documentary itself, like filming the haunt, kind of ruins the haunt. Yeah, like like you you could get the idea of how it would be terrifying, except what you're watching is anything but terrifying. <laughs> it looks kind of boring, yeah. and you get to see the dudes with their masks off, and you're like, they're not scary. And yeah, it's just fucking, it's dumb. So before you that, I, when you said rotten palate, it made me think of, <clears throat> it made me think of rotten fruit. It goes back to Eli Roth. Oh, so I need to make a correction. I do like cabin fever for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about cabin fever. I like cabin fever. Did Past that, he can go fuck himself. <laughs> now we're done. Do you like him acting? I don't know. He has a very aggressive. He's serviceable in Inglorious Bastards. Gets yeah, the job you know, done. The Bear Jew. It's fun. Would have been now, better if it was Adam Sandler. One hundred percent iconic as the Water Boy. 
<laughs> That's Baba Boucher. That's range right there. That's what we yeah. need. Whoa. What if you replaced Adam Sandler in all his films with Eli Roth? Uh, uncut gems with Eli Roth. Oh man, Bill, Billy Madison with Eli Roth. <laughs> like fucking. Oh no the the September 11th movie with Eli Roth. Oh Jesus, rain, rain over, over me. me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, have Spanglish. you Spanglish. I think Christian has seen Rain Over Me. Have you? Yeah, I used to. I owned that one in high school. Yeah, really. That was part of my like indie, like oh, I, I'll watch anything by like Fox Searchlight or like Sony Pictures Classic. Damn. Yeah. I, I watched it because I liked the um, the cover song that Pearl Jam did. Oh, wasn't was that? I think it was the Who who originally. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Pete, or maybe just Pete Townsend solo. Well, I think yeah, like something Pete like that. Townsend. That's a good reason to watch a whole movie. <laughs> That's sort of how I live my life. <laughs> Honestly, like most of the music in my library is pulled from films. Sure. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. I've always I've always sort of gravitated towards that. So like the day I figured out that Shazam existed, like I didn't oh, know word. how to, I didn't know how to contain my excitement. Beautiful. <laughs> like I needed this my entire life. That was a game changer for sure. Oh man, Shazam. Like we used it last night. Yeah. Oh, do you want to tell them what we watched last night? Go, you want, go ahead. All right. Well, how much do I want to say? Do, do we want to spill okay, the beans I know, on I everything? Know, here's the thing. I know you're worried about... We we had a guest on the show prior. Um, did you guys see... Oh, what the fuck was it called? The Sharon Tate murder? The murders of Sharon Tate. Okay. The one with Hillary Duff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw parts of it. I don't think I finished it. I did not see any of it. <laughs> you're good. Okay. I had it on. We had that director on our show. Now, we had that director on our show. Sometimes, um, most of the time, we actually go and, you know, we, we try to get the guest ourselves, like through their personal email. But then sometimes um, we have to go through, um, you know, talent agents and representatives and things like that. And then sometimes those agencies reach out to us for interviews concerning people. And, you know, uh, this was one of those cases where we get screeners and you know, we, we we go through the booking that way. And this was a case of that. It was for um, an Amityville uh, movie. Uh, what was it called? What was his Amityville movie? Yeah, Amityville what? Poltergeist. The Amityville. Now, we did have Amityville Poltergeist on, but he's completely different. Oh, we've had several. Y'all tuned us on to that. So we watched we were we haven't watched it yet, but we looked into the trailer and whatnot of that. Oh, man. Amityville Murders. Yes, the Amityville Murders. And uh, right. Daniel Ferens is the director. So um, we actually, we had a, a double interview that day. We first had Darren Lynn Bousman uh, from the Saw franchise. And then we had Daniel Ferens. And um, Bousman could not give a fuck. And Bousman he came on and he just was like off the cuff. It was, it was great. I kept Damn. wanting to talk about uh, Jigsaw's penis. <laughs> and it made him uncomfortable. And that's a win for me. Did he answer any of your questions? He did. He was like, it was a fake dick. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Word. That's all I need to know. 22-year-old Clark was uh, like needed to know that because I've yeah. been sitting on that for almost a decade. So I, I really needed to know. Um, but we had Daniel Farron's on and his he's sort of got a shtick. Now, Russell, you knew him from his documentary work, right? He did documentaries on like Friday the 13th and all that stuff. Yeah, he did Never Sleep Again. Which was pretty oh cool. shit yeah and he did I'm a huge fan yeah right? of that well dude his career after that was like almost like made for TV films but using real footage of real murders 
Yeah, like so he did he did the um yeah, go through the catalog. Yeah, he did the haunting of Sharon Tate, which there's yeah. a lot of like real of of footage <sighs> of like the crime and when uh the police showed up and and it's mixed with like kind of like a way lesser version of what Tarantino did in um yeah. oh yeah last film. And then he went on to do the the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, which you call Jessica Simpson, which last I night. always <laughs> I, <laughs> I always think it's Jessica. I'm sorry. It's Ashley. The wrong Simpson died. <laughs> we wish it was Ashley. The wrong Simpson died. <laughs> and then, yeah, dude. So now he did Ted Bundy. Uh, yeah. I'm sensing a theme. Wait, and he directed uh-huh. that like awesome four and a half hour Never Sleep Again. Nightmare on Elm. Dude, yeah. He did, he did Scream too. He did the Inside Story. And then he did the Crystal Lake Massacre revisit. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like six hours and also awesome. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Do you know what he's doing next? What? God. Here we go. Aileen Wernos, American Boogie Woman. Eileen. Oh. Yeah, that's a monster. American Boogie Woman? Uh, I think I'm in <laughs> just from that. That sounds like Lenny Kravitz comeback album. Dude, that's the name of the new Foo Fighters album. <laughs> yeah, so, you're right. I think so the reason so so that's sort of a partner thing because um, apparently he's starting this series because uh, the movie we watched last night, which was a fathom event through Cinemark, meaning oh one night only. Oh, um, and it was Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman. So I guess he's going into the Boogie Woman, which is a very common phrase we all use on the daily. <laughs> Look at the Boogie Woman. My mother was a boogie woman. You know, they're out there. Dude, Ted Bundy was a trip, too, because in the beginning, it opens up with a big, like, uh, who the hell's the One Tree Hill fool? Chad Michael Murray. Oh, the dream. Wait, is he Bundy? Bundy? He's Bundy. Yes. <laughs> and in the beginning of the film, I'm sold. He does this, like, you know, I'm a regular person. I'm at home. I'm filming on my phone. And he's just talking about how this film does not glorify Ted Bundy. He's terrible. We hate him. He's a criminal. He's a monster. We hate Ted Bundy. And then the movie is just like, imagine um, how broad that true crime story is. There's so much I didn't know about it. Yeah. And if you're going into this movie looking to learn, you're not. No. Because it's literally just glorifying him. It's just him jumping from murder to murder. And it ends with the climactic sorority house uh, murder spree. And then cut to, oh, yeah. And then he died. The end. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. It's what's up with what's up with Bundy like getting all there's these a lot of research in the last few years? Well, I think it's just this whole like, you know, true crime fascination we're into now. Like it's yeah. you know, I, I think like true crime, it's always trending number one on podcasts. That's all Netflix is doing now. True. Netflix is all like crime. you know, curated for you know docu-series. And you know, it's frustrating because I feel like a lot of these things could be done. You could do a lot of these in 90 minutes. You can do a lot of these in two hours and not stretch it out to six or seven episodes. Um, you know, like that one, uh, don't F with cats. I feel like mm. they stretch that way out. They stretch out a ton of stuff and it's just, it's, you know, because everything they're trying to make everything bingy, you know, you get a lot of filler. Yeah, sure. totally. The one, the, oh my God, I never finished it. The fucking, the stairs. Oh yeah. That one was like oh, the, the 14 staircase. hours for, for no reason. So I was a huge fan of the original staircase because I, yeah. And, yeah. um, <laughs> I yeah, like the escalator the one on, the one on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, I clearly, I not a fan of staircases. 
Um, and the, the the original Sundance one is great, and the Netflix one, yeah. Now I watched yeah. the whole thing just because I was invested, and in, like, um, I watched, I rented the first one all through disc on at Blockbuster. Oh God! Right Jeez. when Blockbuster was on the way out. This was uh 2010. Damn, you kept that one alive. Yeah, because I I actually worked at a video rental store. Um, I worked at a movie gallery. You guys probably had those in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm familiar with movie gallery. Yeah, movie gallery was uh, Hollywood Video Movie Gallery. A lot of Hollywood Video. So, um, yeah, that was uh, I managed the movie gallery before uh, liquidation. So fun stuff. Wait, we we have to get back to like uh, we should probably start uh, doing our interrogation of these two. So Ooh. we'll we start. Go. Wait, now are you both from originally uh, Atlanta? I mean, technically no, but I've lived here for over ten years at this point, so I say I'm from here. I'm pretty much an Atlanta native. Like I grew up in the suburbs around the city, and then I've lived in like the perimeter for the last ten years or so. So I think I've converted myself into a city boy finally. All right. Now, uh, when I was trying to pump up Clark for this interview. I, I pulled something from one of your podcasts and I, uh, I was very happy to tell him that y'all grew up with conservative parents that uh, you've um, self-diagnosed yourself as rebelling against, <laughs> which is a common theme that Clark has. Yeah, I just started smoking at age 34. <laughs> Took some time. You know, it's a, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. And <laughs> y'all come from religion, too? Mm-hmm. My dad was a Baptist preacher for 30 years. Ooh. My dad thought he was a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's close. My brother-in-law is a preacher. I'm originally from Mississippi. So okay. um, yeah, I've lived, I've lived in the Bay Area uh, for the past 10 years as well. So. Yeah, you might say the the way we were raised kind of, you know, you might say it pushed us into the films that we like in certain ways. And so that was honestly a big part of Uh, our reasoning and kind of starting the podcast, like the big idea was essentially uh, how like films that our parents would be pissed at us for watching. Like that was kind of the idea of what we, what we started with. And then we've just kind of progressed from there. But uh, we also were like the only ones that knew each other in college that would like watch this shit together, actively seek it out. Yeah. Like I had like sparse other friends that are at, genuinely interested uh, interested like you may not love all the stuff i show you but uh you'll eagerly watch it and and there is a and you guys definitely know this but there is a certain bond that you feel with somebody when you've seen certain stuff on screen oh, yeah. and uh so that was kind of how we bonded in college we met in in film school and uh slowly but surely watched a bunch of messed up movies together and then we're like hey let's let's start talking about this. We probably should talk about this actually. Yeah. And to circle back to the religion thing, like that's honestly how Von Trier got on my radar is like, Oh, antichrist. My parents are going to fucking hate that. <laughs> so I'll like, buy what, that criterion. What, what was, was there like a movie that sort of set you on this path? Like what, what started, what kickstarted this? For me, it was clockwork orange. Okay. Like that really, upset me the first time I saw it, but then I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I watched it again and I was like, this is really bothering me, but I'm somehow drawn to this. I kind of want to figure it out. And then since then I've just liked more kind of, uh, 
stuff that made me uncomfortable. Stuff that made you feel icky. Yeah. Made me kind of question myself or, uh, think deeper. My, my kind of introduction to it. I, I was a little late coming to horror movies. Um, and so it took me a couple additional years to really get into the, the more disturbing stuff. But, uh, my first one was martyrs, uh, that yeah. French, French movie from the early two thousands. And it was one that was like, like Christian said, just made you uncomfortable while watching, but I was like fascinated by it. Like I was, I was invested, which felt weird in a movie like that. And so, from that point on, that's when you kind of are in that mode of seeking it out, you know, like seeing what your limits are, what you can handle. And and then when you meet somebody who's in that same process, like we did with, with Christian and I, you just kind of want to talk about it more because you know that there's a bond there uh, in that way. And you're going to be shown, shown more shit that you haven't seen before. That too. Yeah. With me, it was uh, J&K horror stuff. Um, oh yeah. Early college. And it was probably uh, three extremes was really probably the first one that anthology film and uh, dumplings was a part of that. Yeah. Um, and then Takashi Miike had one. Imprint. Oh no, that's smashes of horror. Yeah. And then what was the other one? It was, it was Park Chan-wook, right? Yes. Yes. A wire with the piano wires. Yeah, yeah man. Three extremes was great. And yeah. Yeah. That, that really, that really kickstarted me. I haven't seen the feature length version of dumplings. I've only seen the three extremes version. Nor have I, because I just, I feel just out of like nostalgic purpose. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't want to ruin my, you it's know, a really good short. It's really good. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't like, that's why the, the whole feature of it just sort of, I don't know, maybe it's its own thing. And, and True. I hope that it would be, but, yeah, for those reasons, I, I I didn't go into it. But Russ, what sort of kickstarted you with your whole horror fascination? Um, with horror in general? Oh yeah. You know, I think, or the you know the the gnarly. Well, stuff. No, I I remember. Uh, well, the gnarly. Okay, I used to believe it or not. I used to be kind of like a shy jock in high school. So I loved. You playing never sports. played organized sports in your life. I never did because Thank I was. So much. That's why I said shy. I didn't want to play <laughs> part of a team. But I would do pickup. Then you don't play sports. What's all about teamwork, baby? Clark Clark was <laughs> a very um, serious mascot in Mississippi, so he gets mad whenever I talk about Goddamn it. Goddamn right. Do you want to tell him what you were? Nope. nope. Okay. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was one of those great Southern generals, I think. But yeah, um, our, our high school mascot was a Confederate general. <laughs> Holy shit. We, we were the colonels. Uh, I, what we, can you do? Well, I mean, it literally was uh, the University of Mississippi's old mascot because they're the rebels. And so mm. it had a Confederate flag on the hat. And then I go to cheerleading camp at the <laughs> University of Alabama. And they're like, uh, you can't have that. <laughs> and so we literally and so for the rest of my thing, I, I what I did is I took um, like Velcro and I put I cut out, you know, the small little American flags. I cut off an American flag and I put it on the hat and that's what I wore for the whole rest of the whole Perfect. Time. No one really cared. <laughs> we were yeah, good. Yeah, he gets touchy when I talk about that. But um, <laughs> I remember we went over our friend's house and none of us really watched movies at the time, but I, I went and rented a bunch and I rented uh, Monkey Shines and oh. I had never seen it, but just the reaction it got from a room when you guys have seen that, right? Yep, I have. Yeah, yeah like there, there's like a trick ending and have you you've watched it no all right at one point there's an operation happening and it's kind of like the the harm the harmonious end and mm -hmm. and then a monkey bursts out of their chest kind of like uh all the uh, space balls in the bar yeah 
And just the the way the room treated it, I dude, I started collecting movies like the next day. And I think one of the early ones I bought from Suncoast, God, uh, $37 was that true? (laughs) Yeah. It cost $37. No. Yeah, for sure. Everything did. That's why I would buy anything that looked horror and was like used Mm -hmm. that, that it was literally anything. I bought Dragon Ball Z figures from Suncoast. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I think I, (laughs) I think I have a bunch of the McFarlane ones, but I kind of, I did Suncoast felt different than like FYE and Sam Goody because of the lighting situation. It was Mm -hmm. only darker in, in Suncoast. It was edgier. It felt it felt it was a different <laughs> vibe in Suncoast opposed to it was the like other. the Spencers of the music stores. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> oh God, that makes it feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason you, I you don't don't go to the back of the store. No, no, yeah. no. Dude, Dude, what, what is up with the back of that store? I don't know, man. Do they really need that many dildos in like a mall? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, like we're here on a church trip. No. <laughs> now the reason I brought up religion. Is because Randy's got a foot tattoo that he has never revealed to us. What it says. <laughs> we think it's some satanic verse or something, but we know it has to do with religion. So when he gets out in Atlanta, we're, we're putting it on you. <clears throat> you got to see those feet. That foot's going to get seen. Don't worry. <laughs> I was a uh, Christian and straight edge for most. Well, straight edge for longer than I was Christian. But uh, when I was 18, I decided that I would wanted to get this tattoo on my feet that I hate now, so probably going to get it removed one day. There but, you, go. you know, that happens. Randy, this Are you a uh, David Bazan, Page of the Lion fan? Uh, a Being little a bit. Okay. I got into Bazan kind of later. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. The fuck He's my dude. About? <laughs> just music stuff. Yeah, just music stuff. Uh, Indie rock, also, you know? with, the, with the religion stuff, I, I understand that I went to a Christian school for 12 years. Nice. K through 12. And so many friends who got tattoos of Bible verses or things, you know, tangentially involved with religion. Uh, some of them do regret it. Some of them still don't quite, but I, I completely understand uh, that, that mindset as well. I, don't, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I, I mean, if you have like religious fervor and you're like, you're going to die for this shit. I, that's a little weird to me, but just as like, I don't know, maybe like a literary artifact. Like if you pull hmm. like a, I, I'm, I think that's cool. I dated a girl briefly one time that had a, um, a tramp stamp Bible verse. Is, it, <laughs> is this the one that, uh, is this the Alex Jones one that no, broke up too? Al- so you brought up Alex no, Jones, the Alex Jones one. Um, she had, there's two different ones. Oh, oh yeah. No, hold, apparently, hold on. apparently like everyone I date has a tramp stamp. But here's the thing. I feel like it's wrong to describe her as the Alex Jones one. I will provide further context. Okay. But uh, that that particular young lady had. <laughs> I feel bad for saying she had a tramp stamp of the Beatles. <laughs> the Abbey Road? The Abbey Road Beatles. <laughs> oh, Damn, that's no. tight. And it looked horrible. Dude. Oh, it was it was it was not good. I thought I tried. To put a load I on Abbey Road. I feel bad talking about this because, like, we had a terrible <laughs> relationship. I'm glad, I don't think you heard me. That's good. Wait. No, that it, was amazing. I'm not, I'm not repeating that. Oh, all right. I'll listen on the playback. <laughs> One more clarifying question. Is this the uh, Vox Lux lady? Also, it's the Vox. Yeah, Randy, okay, so lot, Vox Lux and Alex Jones. <laughs> all right. And so, an Abbey Road tramp so stamp. Thing, all right. So we'll cover the Vox Lux things first. So... One of the first dates we went on, the first movie we went to was Vox Lux. Now, um, here's here's some background story. 
Uh, number one, I had asked Randy. I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about uh, taking this girl out to a movie, and uh, I know I want to see Vox Lux. Is that like that's cool, right?" And he's like, "Because Randy had seen it." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, go see Vox Lux. Yeah, that should be good." Well, um, the the movie <laughs> opens up with a school shooting, and this particular young lady was a school teacher, <laughs> and she she wanted to leave. <laughs> And we're at the Alamo Draft House, and like you're like, yeah. I have food coming. Yeah, I got food. <laughs> yeah, I got a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Sit down. It's fine. These are brats anyway. <laughs> no problems. So yeah, thanks, Randy, for that. And yeah, no problem. So to uh, the Alex Jones thing, um, who was an opera singer, correct? No, that's a different girl. Oh, okay. Oh, never, never got to her trance. You're like stamp. you're like Seinfeld when we go through it this way. Um, the so with no with this girl, um, one of the first dates we went. I think it was our second date, and we just at dinner, and I just briefly in passing mentioned how Alex Jones makes me giggle from time to time, and she. Through a fit and was disgusted with me because of the whole Sandy Hook thing, obviously. <laughs> Everything goes back to school with this girl. Randy started a trigger point in all of this. <laughs> Randy doomed your relationship from the yeah. start. So I had to fight back to, to get her to, to explain this Alex Jones thing. And, you know, I, in retrospect, probably should have just let that go because uh, we actually broke up on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hell yeah. After I spent $200 on dinner, it's complicated. Damn, after I dinner. I know. Well, thank you for giving us this glimpse into your life. <laughs> so, this is so nice. Yeah, you thought you were coming on for an interview. This is way better. The yeah. trick is we just like to get people on here so we can talk about yeah, that. I'm a narcissist. What do you want? <laughs> We've entered your house. Now, Randy, do you have any questions for them? They're going to be your new parents. You have to figure out who they are. <laughs> Now you're uh, kind of like a you're kind of like a gremlin, you know. We shouldn't feed you anything after midnight. You, you barely make true. it at midnight. Yeah, I, I honestly can't tell you the last time I've made it to midnight. That's fair. A couple so, weeks, so, maybe maybe a couple months. Now I'm a sleepy boy as well. Well, Hell honestly yeah. though, guys, we do appreciate you staying up late on the East Coast time. Um, oh yeah, no problem. It's like I usually go to bed at like seven forty-five, but it's cool. Christian is the is the. <laughs> Early, early to bed. Uh, one of us. I'm definitely more of a night owl. Nice. Are you? Are you? Are you a morning guy? You you wake up early. Yeah, I'm a morning guy. I'm usually up by like six thirty. Yeah. Hell yeah. Me too. See, I thought that he was my guy. Now I'm on team. <laughs> How late are you up, Colby? Oh, I mean, I, I have to wake up early for work. But if if let to if I was let to be my natural self, I would stay up all night, like and just sleep in super late. That that would be my my natural inclination. Good. I can't sleep in. I can't either. My body won't let Nor. me do it. I can't not sleep in. <laughs> and I, right now, I'm working a job where they don't give me shit for showing up late. Okay. Well, congratulations <laughs> on your anxiety-free life. I, what, it, I go to bed at like two every night. Yeah, because so. you're a child. It's time to grow up. I know. Put childish things behind us. Well, I think we're doing the adult thing, and we're uh, <laughs> putting Randy in an orphanage. Thankfully, he was already picked up. Now. Clark, there there are movies that I want to bring up with you where they had a uh, particular feelings about. One of them mm. that I just heard about today was um, Capone. 
You're a fan? I'm a big fan. <laughs> I tried. Christian, I Christian tried. has been trying to convince me to watch Capone for uh, since it came out, I guess. It's an absolute mess, and I love every second of it. Now, did you watch it alone, or did you watch it with a group? I watched it with my uh, partner, my partner, okay. Hannah. Okay, I feel like I needed to have watched it with someone else, because just alone, it just... It just I, it was wild, but it, it was also profoundly boring at times. <laughs> See, I was I was on whatever trip they were uh, they were dishing out. I oh, I I felt the confidence and then like missing the mark constantly, and just oh, I loved it. And like uh, Tom Hardy, batshit loved it. Just going and literal shit. Oh yeah, oh dude, that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, that was oh my wild. God. Yeah. <laughs> wild. That Does, he shits himself like two or three times. Oh yeah, my favorite was the alligator in the goddamn ocean. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> so good. It's great. Highly recommend Capone. All the different scenes you guys just said are in the same movie. One hundred percent. Yeah. Whoa. There's there's some good scenes, but the whole cohesive thing just didn't work for me. And plus, I think I had like done some i i knew about josh trank and i just i'm mm. i just like i don't know i think that i just subconsciously like don't like that dude fair <laughs> enough that's fair i mean i haven't read a nice thing about the man so i know but but that makes me kind of i don't know maybe i want to hear him out Alexander? i don't know his fantastic four movie is one of the worst movies i've ever ever seen so it's hard to oh. hard to imagine what what a Capone movie would be like. But like we all get like Chronicle was fun. I liked Chronicle. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Like Chronicle was like very impressive. genuinely a very fun movie. I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Russ, are you a fan of Chronicle? I don't. I don't remember which one is that. That was his found footage movie. Oh, the Dane DeHaan and yeah. I wasn't into it. Yeah. No. I think it's just because I'm elitist, like found footage. I thought it was just kind of goofy. Now, did you see Me it too. when it came out yeah. or did you see it now? Oh, I don't remember. I know I watched it on um, like physical media. I wasn't at the theater. Mm. Or anything. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I want to thank you guys because out of all the film podcasts we've come across or, you know, that we work with or that we just listen to. Nobody ever plugs the fucking theater they go to if they even go to one. And I know you guys always talk about what, what is the plaza? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, why the fuck do I know the name of that theater in Atlanta? Hell yeah. You, that's great. that's what we want. Yeah. And uh, I, that was one of the things where I'm like, okay, these guys, they get it. Because you got to, you like, that's the theater that you watch Trash Humpers at, right? Yeah. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know the programmer there? Who's, who's, no, and it's changed ownership within that time. The, the guy that currently uh, owns the plaza also is, if I'm correct, uh, runs the Atlanta Film Festival, um, oh. which is really cool. They, uh, I have a friend, a close friend that works for them as well. And so I've gotten the opportunity to see a decent amount of film festivals for the last like five or six years. Yeah, we had her on for an interview. Yeah, I did or an Colby interview interviewed her, her yeah. uh, a few months ago. And uh, just it's it's a really great festival, and then they do a majority of it through the Plaza Theater, uh, which is just a it's it's like a historic landmark in Atlanta. It's been around for years. Uh, it used to be a porn theater back in the '60s. Oh damn! So it's mm. it's got some history to it for sure. It's close to the Claremont Lounge. It's on the same strip. 
I feel like a lot of those classic theaters like share that history. Um, of being know, a porno I, theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause like the Alamo did that pretty sure the Roxy went through that. Yeah, period Roxy well. was for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah weird. I, I don't know. Have, have you all ever thought about like hosting screenings or anything at the theater? We've totally discussed it. Um, uh, right now, personally, I'm very bit. Bu- I do music stuff on the side, so I'm just really busy with that and this and my normal job. So but that's uh, definitely something that we've, we've talked about doing. We want to, like, that's, that's kind of a, a, an end goal for us uh, at some point to be able or to do next like a, goal, yeah. a live screening and then <laughs> maybe do an episode after that. Um, and then definitely the plaza would be our, our number one target. Cause that's just, we, we just love that place so yeah. much. And they already host stuff like that quite a bit. So they have like the capabilities to yeah. do that. Do, do they also serve food there? Are they like that evolved? They, I kind of get that vibe from them. They've got uh, sometimes elevated concessions, but nothing like, like a meal. Oh, yeah, so. more, more typical, like more typical, fare. but they've got like weird sodas and like some weird candies and stuff. Some more eccentric stuff. Oh, love a weird soda. Yeah. I remember they used to have like a Buffalo wing flavored soda, bacon flavored soda for a while. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was all have- bottled. So they got it from some, uh, provider, but I don't know. Do they have a full bar there? Uh, do they have liquor? I think, yeah, I think, I think they have bar. liquor. Yeah. Uh, I know they have beer and wine for sure. Uh, they also do like, tra- they have like traditional shit, not traditional, but they do like, uh, shows each Friday. They do uh, oh, yeah, uh, a Rocky, yeah, Rocky Horror Horror. Picture live show. It's like their thing uh, that they've been doing for years. Obviously they yeah. haven't really been doing it much last, uh, during the pandemic, but, but like when the room, when Tommy Wiseau tours the room, it goes to the plaza. So stuff like that. It's, it's like they, they do all the, the weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, Trash humpers. Exactly. Like trash humpers. Yeah. I I mean, um, the only reason I bring that up, which I I haven't with any other podcast, I just, I think you guys got the right everything for it. You both have a lot to say about films. You, um, I I love that you're not like pandering either. Like even when I want you to, like they were pretty like mixed on the green night. And over here, we were like, I, I mean, I love like fantasy films and I always I want more like pretension in that genre. Mm. And, and that's really like the culmination right there. You couldn't get any more pretentious than like the green Knight, And I mean that in the best way. See, I disagree. I now I'm coming from the, the angle. I do not like fantasy films like across the board. I don't give a fuck about dragons and <laughs> realms and fucking armor and chain. Ma- I don't give a fuck about any of that, but, I thoroughly enjoyed the green Knight, And here's why, because he was a fucking loser <laughs> and he had every opportunity to, to, to turn it around. And then when he finally did, it was too late. And I just, I, I really, really liked it. And um, yeah, it, like that thing moved for me. Like you said, you needed it to slow down. There's a lot of things going on and it felt like the way that it was broken up was easy to, to sort of absorb. And I liked, I liked the different chapters. I, I don't know. And I, I do like David Lowry. Um, and I had a blast. with. Well, him. their main complaint was there's no dick. There yeah, is come though. That's true. Yeah. We get the, we get the, we get the, we discuss the come. Yeah. 
but there is no dick. It's, and a, it's a point I, of contention for us. I honestly feel like we were promised dick. I know we weren't, but I was like really expecting it. Now, here, here's a real, I like, because they were riffing about how the giants, like you would expect to see a giant dick there. Yeah. And I, I tend to agree with them. Oh, yeah. Um, like Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, but here's the thing. In horror, when you deal with like indie horror, you get, of course, you. There are weird producers out there who still think like a topless woman will get you more eyeballs, and it's like, dude, the Didn't internet. Get mine. The internet's have been. It's been around for a long time yeah. now, and um, you end up with these like kind of like uh, people don't understand the slasher genre, and they end up making mm-hmm. hyper misogynist like films, and then there's no male nudity, and it's like. I, I don't know. When, I feel like when you open like VHS two, like mm-hmm. Simon Barrett came to that door and was like full frontal male nudity. Yeah. You you instantly open the door and like now anything can happen. And I I understand like y'all joke about the dick on your on your show, but I feel like there is something there to be articulated. Oh no, for sure. And that's kind of our point at the end of the day, uh, is because especially in the genres that we're dealing with, there's exploitation of women and nudity and sex and sexual assault and all of that constantly. So we kind of make it a point to really highlight like this movie's got dick because it's, (laughs) it's not, it's not common. And I think, like you said, it's important. Like it, if you're going to do it, show dick too. like, come on, like why just make it uh, titillating for one side? Like that's just, I don't know. It's but, it's gross. But it gave you the cum. <laughs> that's, that's a somewhat fair trade. It's not a one-to-one, it, though. It is not a one-to-one. Uh, but I will say, like, in a mainstream film, I have not seen that much cum before. This is no. true. The Green Knight had more cum than most movies. Yeah, those, those balls were full. <laughs> you know, that was a decent load. You know, so good for him. Now, do you think they were doing like a Freudian thing there where it's like you want to fuck your mom? Oh, um, hmm. See, I love that. The other thing is whenever there are people who kind of like dissect one film, they always try to like, especially with horror, and I do it all the time, try to like elevate it by going, oh, this is Jungian or something. Yeah. I've never heard them do that. Yeah. No. Do you Don't know what that means. I, oh, I love it. <laughs> no, I, like we definitely vaguely know and like studied that stuff in college, but that's never what interested us. Like, it's funny that we were both film majors because uh, theory like, drove us insane. Yeah, like a lot of the people that we were in classes with are exactly those kinds of people that you describe. Yeah. And I think part of what drew me and Christian to each other was the fact that we didn't really care about any of that stuff. We just liked movies and stories and you know horror movies and being able to talk about that stuff without, without sounding like uh, incredibly pretentious. Yeah. And, so. and I had a really good professor actually for one of my theory courses who taught theory based in fact alone, meaning you can form a theory only based on like the interview footage, the press releases, like all the concrete facts surrounding the film. And then you can like, concretely cite sources for intention and things like that. So like, that's where I come from. Like right now we're going through a Cronenberg series. So we're trying to lean on like that stuff because we're starting with the brood and like 
the most widely known thing about that is it's his divorce movie. So it's like you could get in there and like psychoanalyze him, but I'm just trying to like focus on the facts of it. And then what does that mean within the realm of the genre of the film he created? So. Yeah, it's I've only taken film theory. I, I did at like community college for a while and I took like five film theory classes and I know exactly what you mean. It's <laughs> like these people who want to come in and you can tell like the beautiful thing about film is we're all watching the same movie, except yeah. you can walk away with a completely different interpretation. And you would always get these people. I remember one time we were watching like one of the first films made in New York and all it was was filming like the cityscape. Mm-hmm. And this lady went on a tirade about how it was the most misogynist thing she's ever seen. She w- she felt like she was being suffocated with the phallus because all the buildings look so erect. And I was just like, are you like the was this a little mermaid? No, no. She was up in the front <laughs> row. She dude, she was like livid. And I'm like, the thing is, there's no way you're really mad. Yeah. This is performance no. art. You're doing this for everybody else. So I totally sympathize with y'all, except I couldn't. I kept engaging with these people. Like I would, I sat there. I got into an argument about a knife in the water mm-hmm. with people. And that's mm. why that, that movie's like imbued in my brain. Sure. Cause they're all like, Oh, the power dynamic of the, the three-way relationship on a boat, except, you know, they're dumb. And everything, <laughs> you know, they're trying, I don't know. I, I really enjoy your show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you all have a much larger back catalog, so I've been uh, diving in and out. But everything that I've listened oh, to thus far, we also really enjoy yours. I, uh, you don't have to. And you've turned us on, like I said, to like some shit that is definitely up our alley, like Amityville Poltergeist. All right. Well, let's uh, let's play a game. Let's let's each assign each other uh, a film. Mm. And we'll review it in uh, in an upcoming episode. Cool. Now you'll have um, time. I don't. I'm not sure when this one's gonna go up, but it. Yeah, that's true. Be like a couple weeks. Yeah. But I'd We're, like to put it up right before Randy moves, because I think that would play better. Okay. We can. We also, can, why are we behind the curtain? We can work people with that. listening well, out of here. Yeah, because I don't think. Um, well, Thursday we've got to do the timed. We could do it next week. Let's yeah, do, we'll yeah, do it next do week. Right All right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what's a good one for them? I have no idea. Um, think about it. Okay. Because I want to bring up now. Uh, we, we, we know I got one always right there. No, got one in the chamber for y'all. Okay. Well, shit. You it's know, not I, like an extreme movie. It's just kind of like a shitty movie. I love. Okay. What is Same. It? Well, are you familiar with the pumpkin carver and that's carver with a K. All right. You, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, bone, bone, daddy, and Skinner. We is that it? Spinner, spinner, spinner. We fucking love the pumpkin. <laughs> it's so good. You know, it's funny because as horror fans, you always have that like kind of hack go-to Halloween movie, and everybody's like, "That's oh, it." Treat. Or and you know, honestly, they've all fallen off except for the pumpkin carver. It's still and so funny. Another one. Oh, and Satan's little helper. Satan's little oh, helper. Satan's little helper rules. Love Satan's yeah. little helper. All right. Now, see, now I'm in love with them because that's if that's what you were gonna pitch, dude. Hell yeah. I don't. Wait, can we move to Atlanta now? I don't. <laughs> I don't know if your hair is gonna take it. Oh no! I You'll know. look like Troy Palamano. Oh, it's very. It's yeah. It's humid as all hell You've here. Got plenty of space. All right. What were you gonna pitch to you them? You know what I was gonna. Pitch. Yeah. Now I got to think on something. God, Randy. What was Clark gonna pitch to them? I have no idea. Randy, oh, come on, Randy. Randy. 
think about it. I made you watch it on my 30th birthday. That's too much. Oh, I yeah, I forget the title of the movie every time because it didn't leave an impression. Well, what me. happened to the director? Do you know that? The director of Southern Comfort's other movie. No. no. Is it? No. Walter Hill? It's not Walter <laughs> Hill. Weren't they related somehow, those directors? <laughs> I love I Walter know. Hill. All right, go ahead, Clark. Um, are you guys familiar with Al Adamson? Wait, yeah. Did Was there a box set of his recently? Yes. Okay, yes. Okay. Um, Carnival Magic. Okay, I haven't seen any of his stuff, but I'm familiar. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay, cool. Okay, so, so here's the thing. A brief history on Al Adamson. He sort of was a, a, a schlock B-horror B movie guy, right? Mm. Um, and actually, there are like four movies that he used the same footage. And he put all these th things together. Severin actually did a fantastic documentary on Al Adamson. Yeah, I've watched um, the documentary. The documentary is great. Yeah, the documentary is great. I love the documentary. And uh, they they did a box set, and man, that thing went really quick. And the resale yeah, value is sky high. And it was good price when it was released too. I know because it was like yeah. one seventy five. Now you can't get it under like three fifty. Yep. And I I think about getting it often. I do. Now, I don't know if that would really fit into the like vibe of their show. Here's though. here's why. Let me provide the backstory. To be okay. fair though, we did do a Borat episode, so Oh. Covered Passion of the Christ. We're broad. Passion, passion. This, this is a fucking horror movie. Between yeah. Borat and the Passion of the Christ. No, this is right it was now. a Borat Bruno double feature. No, with They okay. got dick. That's a lot true. of dick. Well, also, um I remember hearing Sasha Baron Cohen talk about how on Borat, or was it who did the Hasidic Jew bit? Was that Bruno or that Bruno? was Bruno? Okay, him talking about like being near death, like mm -hmm. I could see that fitting into your show. Yeah, I think it was on Howard Stern. He talked about how oh, yeah. Hasidic, Hasidic Jews chased him into a mall, yeah, and he yep. hid in a bathroom. And he thought, if they find me, I'm dead. No, he was he was fucking around and finding out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Al Adamson, you know, B horror movie director and he decided in 1980 to make a children's film. And that children's film is Carnival Magic. Now, um, oh. I have been known to, to oversell things and also uh, say, Russell thinks I'm ruining the movie. I think these are pitches to the movie. Um, in the film, there is a talking uh, simian. Um, that talking <laughs> simian um, sexually assaults a woman. He steals a car. Uh, he tries to commit suicide. <laughs> Children's film? Yes, children's oh, This is a children's <laughs> film. There's also um, uh, alcoholism portrayed, uh, spousal abuse, a uh, ton of cleavage. Uh, Ooh. Children's Ooh. film. One, it's, it's... That was his thing. I love <laughs> Carnival Magic. And also, Al Adamson was actually murdered mm. in 1994 by his live-in handyman and buried under his jacuzzi in Indio, California. It fits in. Holy shit. Thank you so much. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. We will track this down. Yeah, this is going to be good. No, it's a good, it's a good uh, crowd movie. Hell yeah. Cool. Okay. We're, uh, there's a movie that we're going to be watching at some point um, with some friends, maybe for the podcast, maybe not, but uh, uh, Let My Puppets Come, Oh, if you're familiar. No, I've never heard that. No? It's, by, <laughs> it's by the guy who did Deep Throat. It's uh, all puppet oh. porno. 
Oh, dude, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, and I think it's a Severn release. It's Severn or Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, it's Vinegar oh. Syndrome, actually. Yeah. Oh, great. Dude, we got a puppet. We should watch it with him. We do have a puppet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that might get weird. Yeah. All right. So are you, are you saying we should watch that one? Well, I can't recommend it. I haven't seen it, but it wasn't on your radar. We will oh. be watching it, though, next week. We are watching it we next have it week. Set. We have a night set. <laughs> Back then they weren't shit. All right. Hey, have you seen um a record of sweet murder? No, but it's on my Tubi list because it's on Tubi. Oh shit, that's on Tubi. Yeah. Damn. You know what? The commercials might fuck that one. Really? So, Good Unearth, to know. Unearth has a um a Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. Part, part of uh like ninety percent of a record of sweet murder is one shot. Oh. Yeah. So that might like. Cool. The commercials might be a little obstacle there. Sweet. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll check out a cleaner version than uh, to be ab-filled. All right. Randy, what do you think? Is this going to work out? We're going to watch the uh, puppet porno? <laughs> <laughs> Let's I, do it before I, I, I do own a copy. <laughs> this would be great. For, for Fourth of July, we, um, one of the films we watched was uh, Team America. So I think that, mm. you know, We'll keep that. We'll keep it going, because I hadn't seen Team America in probably ten years when we watched it. No, and man, it was how's great. it hold up? It's great. Good. There's great. some puppet porn in there. Oh yeah. The unrated, yeah, for sure. Only a woman. No, you know what? I do. I do have a critique of your show, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to you. Here we go. It's gonna be very yes. blunt and hurtful. <laughs> I wish you guys wouldn't apologize so much. Like clearly, you two are fucking sweethearts, and whenever you watch, like when you're going through Visitor Q. You're like, I mean, this is disgusting and we hate it. And like, I'm like, I know what you're doing. I, it is weird. Now, you know, I think I figured it out. The fucking film community is so like, everybody's like the PC police here. Yeah. And it kind of ruins the podcast atmosphere because everybody kind of falls in line because you have to like certain films and you have to hate certain ones too. Mm-hmm. And I've, I can almost feel you guys like just being careful there. But it's That's true. I've actually been critiqued with that exact thing by a friend of mine who was just like, man, you cleaned up that conversation from when we had that conversation. Yeah. And, you know, I only bring it up because you, you you're on a platform where you really get to, like, talk your ideas out. Yeah. And if we're, if we're going to live with you for an hour, I mean, we get to know who you are. Mm. So if you're like, dude, I loved it in Visitor Q when he was filming this dude. uh you know, rape a corpse until it pooped itself. I'm not going to judge you. I think what's, what's really interesting about that is like, <laughs> we, we were so nervous early oh, yeah, on. Especially that being our like, first episode. That was episode. our first episode. And, and I don't think we really knew what we were doing. And, and now tit milk is a recurring yeah, theme. Yeah. Now we talk show. about cum and dicks and, you know, tit oh, milk. Yeah. And, and so I think we've progressed a lot more. And there's a lot less apologizing. Now. We just added a disclaimer saying now for our own peace of mind, being like, hey, we're going to say some stuff. And now we feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. It makes us feel a little bit better. Boys, open that bottle and let it breathe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Uh, hearing them talk about like, oh, it was the first episode. We were nervous. You can't fucking tell. Their first episode, they sound better than we did after like 200. And I, I was sitting there angry. I'm like, God damn it. I always sounded good. We had yeah. practiced. <laughs> we had done a few test episodes That's prior. We, we had done a couple uh, dry runs that were yeah. very dry. Very dry. 
Yeah, I don't know. Y'all had like flow and chemistry and and I agree. I think I was a big obstacle for like a hundred episodes at least. Well, we've both changed a lot. I mean, dude, uh, I think this week marks our fifth year. So oh god, you know, we've Damn. been doing it every week for five fucking years. I know. And we also dropped some dead weight on the show. So <laughs> you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, we had an engineer quit on us while we were recording. Okay, with no, a guest. wrong, wrong. I fired him. <laughs> you made me well, fire. He did that is important. Out, he stormed out of the room. He did storm out of the also, room. Wait, and then I told his little ass, I said, Look, you gotta finish this show. I don't give a fuck what you do, but you're here today. You're finishing this episode because I don't know how to press these buttons. Yeah, he didn't very well either. Yeah. Um, and to anybody listening right now, um, somebody had reached out and they asked how to find that episode because it's number 11 and we talk a lot about it. Yeah. You can only find it on Podbean. Don't ask me why. I don't know. But you got to go on. And there. the quality's terrible. The quality's fucking terrible. Oh. I'd rather nobody listen to anything. Well, because you shouldn't hire a four foot 11 drugged out Filipino <laughs> as your engineer. <laughs> He's a he was a he's a burnt out party boy <laughs> who who now um, since moving on from our show, his a new pastime is golf. He loves golf. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how you pivot from only talking about electric daisy <laughs> going into golf. Yeah, but I, I don't know. You, you guys come across. I you, Honestly, I hate y'all. You you seem to know what you're doing already. You've got the show theme down. There's chemistry. I Nilo, I love you. Appreciate it. Now, really see, appreciate it. You guys are great. And honestly, I've been I've um cut oh man, I was listening to too much political radio. Mm, same I've completely cut it out. I'll Good. tell you right now. Uh, I took advice from another podcast and they're just like, you know, fucking get rid of it. Like if you if something is so big, you'll hear about it and then you can talk to your friends about it and move on with your life. Like, don't lock your brain up here. Yep. And um I did it, but then I found it like, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to listen to? So, yeah, I've been going back through your catalog, man. Um, Honestly, your show was doing that for me as well. And like, especially like the longer episodes y'all's got, I prefer like long, long form because I can just like have it on all day. Wait, oh, wait, you broke up right there. Can you repeat that again? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Do I, I, I know I don't speak for many, but I like long ass episodes of podcasts. Yeah, we had to we had to get out of our, our Rogan um length <laughs> episodes. I mean that's yeah. fair. I understand. We haven't done many long ones. I think we've only had one like really long one and it was like an interview one. But uh we try we try to keep it keep it moving. Yeah. Um, and, and some movies like the blackout experiments, uh lend to shorter episodes <laughs> where we're yeah. just dogging on it and we're like this movie fucking sucks. Yeah, and we're gonna wrap. Talk about but. we're gonna wrap up when we're done saying what we want to say, not just to try to hit a length. It's true. Yeah, y'all, you vary from like a half hour to like uh, hour ten. Yep. And you know, it's funny because I've actually found myself listening to your show, wishing you would have just like stretched it out. But then I'm like, well, they were done. I don't yeah. know. We're, I've been trying to tell you that for five years. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's the argument for shorter. But I think. If that particular episode lends itself, it could be five hours. Yeah, but you've heard the longer ones. We don't talk about shit for like an hour. Yeah, but again, that's also really nice sometimes because I just like I use podcasts in a lot of ways, especially the long form ones as a 
kind of like meditative in and out of the conversation throughout the day. It's nice. Sure. But there's no reason (laughs) to talk about um, an in night Shyamalan faux documentary for 45 minutes. (laughs) Y'all talking about old made me really want to fucking see old, by the way. Have you still not seen it? I still haven't seen it. And like, I want to go to the theater to see it now. You know, that, that's a mess. There's a critique for you. <laughs> and I really like it. I would love if you all went to the theater more. <laughs> we're we're starting to. Yeah. We are. It's becoming a thing now that we uh, are trying to break up our, you know, to be movies yeah. with, you know, movies that we are more interested in. So we just theater. did The Green Knight. Uh, we just recorded an episode for Don't Breathe 2. Oh. Um, and we're planning, we want to do The Night House, which is coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got some theater dates coming up. So the night house is the one where it's like the girls like, oh, where'd my husband go every night when he took the boat out? And then something like that. Yeah. yeah, And she goes and sees like another house that looks just like hers. Sick. Yeah. It's like a alternate reality thing. It sounds like that shit Kevin Bacon movie we watched. Uh, Oh, with him and Amanda Seyfried made the worst couple in the history of Western (laughs) civilization. You're saying. Did y'all watch that? Oksana, what was the name of that piece of garbage movie? She's Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. He's like 90 compared to her. Should have left. You should have left. He's trash. Should have, I'm not even familiar. Damn. Um, there's a great moment in that movie. Like, you know, I'm sure you guys do this too. When you watch a lot of genre films, like it could be a Western. The minute any Western does something different, like a little, like little nuance thing and you're like, oh, nobody did that before. It can like kind of create a bookmark in your brain. Oh, of course. That movie, I think Kevin Bacon at one point had like a map, right, of his house. And somebody had left through like a wall. And then he stepped outside and he looked and he's like, there's no room there. And then it was <laughs> like, oh, there's like something. And I'm like, how how is that directly not happened in a movie? Or a better one. There's a film, Bullets of Justice, which I think you guys would like. And uh, that one's got Danny Trejo playing like a bit role. That's great. Like normally Danny Trejo. He's pretty funny. Um, Robert England, Kane Hodder, all these people. Tony are, Todd. Tony Todd are all the marks. of like. Oh, oh, I've seen the poster for this. Okay. Yeah. Any of those actors in a movie are usually a warning. Like, hey, this is like low level studio. Nobody really cares about it. Danny Trejo's good in it. Hell yeah. Um, but in that film, it opens up with the pig man who's... Uh, kind of held at gunpoint and um they're like is this the guy we want and there's uh there's two people like holding them hostage and one of them's like are you kidding me and they hold a wanted poster directly behind his head and it's like the same image and i'm like have they ever done that in a western i think we asked him he said no but dude i that kind of shit sticks with me and i don't know why that fucking we should have left i'm never gonna be able to forget about that movie now it's terrible. It's it did not, its job. It, hold on. What? Let me turn on your mic. What? Also, Bullets of Justice has a bunch of dicks in it. Oh, they do have a lot of dicks. Oh, oh well. Nice. Thank you. Serbian dicks. Yeah, Serbian dick. My favorite. Is God. that a sequel to a Serbian film? <laughs> did we tell them that we went to the? No, we went to a, a thing in L.A. where they showed the Serbian film in 2K unrated. Oh, shit. So, so when Byro acquired the film after like 10 years, I think the rights went up and then Earn Earth grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he invited us to go down to L.A. And so we just fucking went and saw a screening of uh, the 10th year anniversary of a Serbian film. And it was a whole re-release. Wow. Uh, the director was there, the lead actress, 
Um, also, um, who who else was a uh, fucking? Um, oh, Joe Lynch. Joe Lynch was there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It. That they had the, they had all the prop dicks. Yeah, and Clark, <laughs> Clark took the best photo of his life. I looked very photogenic next to that prop penis. <laughs> it was a good picture. It was a good picture. Yeah. Why the hell were we talking about that? I don't know because we talked about it earlier, but I don't know. Serbian yeah, I like a Serbian film. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. It yeah, was I mean, early what... in my extreme stuff, like my real extreme stuff. So I need to rewatch it. I only saw it once years back. Yeah, uh, was... I have a feeling I'd appreciate it a lot more today. That was a college movie for both of us. Yeah, where yeah. it's just like you're, that's when you're googling like most disturbing movies, and that's always at number one and. My first experience with it was with a girl in the lobby of a Irreversible dorm. fucked me up more than that. Uh, not a great experience. <laughs> what? What happened? Are you still with the girl or? No, no. We did date for a little bit after that, though. Again, I think there is a weird bond that forms. College was a like fucking that. weird uh, time. And then, yeah, we, we didn't date much longer after that, though. So I have a, I have a dude out here. Um, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, but he would always come up to me and hand me like a VHS film and be like oh you can have this one i found a better copy and it would always be something i'd never heard of but it was always like cat three and it was always like you know and and he's he's kind of the one that turned me on to like a lot of the darker stuff we've seen mm -hmm. and when he was dating like pretty heavily for a while via the internet and whenever girls would come over he told me about how he would have to hide part of his collection because he was a fan of you know the vomit uh i can't vomit slaughtered what the hell is it called slaughtered vomit dolls <laughs> slaughtered vomit dolls i don't remember and yes you, you do shut up regurgitated sacrifices the second one sure there you go <laughs> which is the one y'all should watch to watch yeah. the Oscar twins beat up that girl with the phone <laughs> on that one actually yeah <laughs> all right well, I don't know. I feel like we're keeping you guys late. Yeah, we are. I'm, well, I'm anxious for them. Now, again, Same. I love your podcast. Thank you, Randy. Congratulations on finding them. Um, of <laughs> course, you guys now own Randy. We, the only the part of the contract that I was trying to overlook, but I feel like I need to bring up. You cannot let him engineer your show because then he will abandon us, <laughs> and we will. Uh, I don't. I think it will just end if Randy abandons us. We need, we still need Randy. Yeah. Hey, we, you don't have fair. nothing going on. I could do two. No. Oh didn't. shit! He's no. offering. <laughs> You know, he he did that before. He engineered somebody else's show. Yeah, you, and he, he was. Doing I edited one other person's show once. Yeah, you traitor. And then she bailed, right? Yeah. <laughs> then I think the show didn't happen ever again since that. It's and it had nothing to do. It was just you know, not consequential <laughs> damage there. I think it was. I was trying to give him the. Best. I don't know. I think it sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. You know, Cellar Dwellers podcast. Everybody should go listen to them. They're you know, uh, from the like weird little network we have. I would say if if scary thoughts is too pretentious for you, they're your people. Hell yeah! Is that fair, Randy? Absolutely. Yeah. Good description. Uh, also, you guys should check out Scary Thoughts. They yeah, do, totally. Uh, it's another uh, two dudes, and they they do one film every time. Uh, they're vastly more intelligent than I am, and uh, it makes me feel like a terrible person every time I listen to it. But in a we jealousy need to work kind on of your way. your personal prowess, your I've insecurity, been, I've your, been insecurity trying. your insecurity uh, saddens me. Well, I have emptiness. Just syndrome. Take it till you make it, like me, baby. Now that Randy's gone, I feel empty. Yeah, Randy, fuck you. 
I'll still see you guys like once a week over a Zencaster. It'll be fine. Right, that's fair. That's honestly like too much. <laughs> I see you guys more than I see uh, my friends that I've known for my entire life. So because we're better. <laughs> what the fuck? No, but again, you guys, you have to do Randy good. He's a fan of a uh, coffee. He used to be a barista. There's he, plenty uh, of great spots. Lots of good. Lots of good locations. He's a daytime theater going. Also, we the barista that. thing is false, but yes, coffee and uh, daytime movies. Anything post 7 p.m. movie-wise, I'm going to fall asleep. Fair. Totally. We'll go to some afternoon flicks. I sure. love some afternoon yes. movies. He loves walks. <laughs> you need to walk him. You do need You'll to be walk. near the belt line. It's perfect. Oh, true. We've got, we've got a path for him to walk. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey. briefly, um, now, I, you know, me, me growing up in Mississippi, I've been to Atlanta many times, and um, now I want to know how has the Marta improved at all? No. Or is no. It <laughs> if anything, it's gotten worse. Yeah, okay. if it's only gotten worse. And yeah. that's speaking as somebody who, when I was in college, took it every single day. Yeah. I relied on it. I didn't have a car. Yeah, uh, but it's terrible. Okay. I can't confirm this because I, it, I don't think technically it was a rape, but if there's a, <laughs> if there's a, if there was a pre-rape, I saw that happen on Marta. I can't, I, I, as somebody who loves Atlanta, I can't say I'm surprised. Marta's, yeah. Marta's a little rough sometimes. I've, I've seen some men masturbating on Marta before, but I've not, I've not seen anyone be assaulted. Yeah, Christian's seen dick on Marta, for sure. <laughs> I've seen dick on Marta. Dude. I've seen, I've seen vagina on Bart. Oh. I saw vagina in little five points. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> a homeless woman flashed me. It made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> Like really uncomfortable. Dude, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that I wasn't there with you. Man. Yeah, this was a while back. Um, yeah. By my work, I have I have like three regular uh, public masturbators. Oh, they, really? Yeah, all the time. Do you encourage them? I've never <laughs> seen them. I, I work in a warehouse right now with two other girls. They run into them all the time. Oh, I think mm, it might be a kind of, of like... I mean... Yeah. Seems, yeah. Run into them, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I love you guys. And of course, uh, just in case you, you were worried about it, you don't have to hang out with Randy. We don't like him that much. And we don't. <laughs> you are more than welcome. Yeah, Randy. We, we can't wait to, to take Randy under our wing in Atlanta. And we will him pull him from out. your show. Everything's going to that you've built will collapse because we have Randy now. <laughs> yes, it's all it's all, all crumbling down soon. Just, that's your fair warning. Just, just take care of our little baby boy. That's that's all we ask. Um, we'll do our yeah. best. Guys, this was a blast, uh, man. Um, you know, let's do it again sometime. This was absolutely this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Of course, on that note, did we uh, find what our homework is for the Carnival Magic? Isn't I think it? we should go Carnival Magic, unless you let's thought of it. something better. Nah. Anything else? No, Carnival Magic's cool. Carnival Magic's a good one. Um, yeah, I can't think. I don't of know. It. I feel like we should touch base with them more often. Yeah, definitely. and then just do this like regularly All right, but what about we'll pop in we'll just try to watch it prior and we can just discuss that and we'll see what's going on totally and i think like we're so excited just to be able to talk to you guys and like be able to have this conversation because that's the fun part about what we've been doing is like we get to build our network of weirdos you know and so yes we're totally down to do this regular regularly and exchange movie ideas because anything that we can just expand our uh, own messed up list is going to be helpful <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. You guys are fucking rad. Let's Thanks, y'all. Close it out. Um, yeah, everybody, uh, follow the cellar dwellers. And um, 
they're doing the Cronenberg thing next, and I'm looking forward to it. So Hell yeah. Yeah. Brandon or David? Uh a mix. <laughs> a little, a little a bit of both, maybe. Damn, that was, yeah. I didn't even think about Brandon. Yeah. We're gonna possessor will end up uh being discussed yeah. specifically. 